shall we begin? All right, all right, all right. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Hail to the king, baby. What's in the box? Precious. I'm vengeance. This is going to be quite a ride. To the movie pit podcast oh it feels so good to say that again it really does it, honestly it really does feel good to say that again and this is usually even though i am saying it right now anyway the podcast where we talk about all the big breaking movie news items of the week the trailers that came out this week as well as give you the rundown on the movies coming out on streaming and in theaters however i've been away for quite uh, a bit quite a while really pretty much two months and if you follow the social media accounts i think i only i realize this i think i only really posted about it on twitter so i apologize to the instagram crowd i posted something on there i I didn't i didn't keep you guys updated like i did on twitter i did say that uh, i was away because uh, i had to have uh, emergency surgery back all the way back in april and that sidelined me for uh quite a bit longer than i thought honestly really but uh, i'm fine now and podcasts uh, will be coming back. Admittedly, uh, the podcasts will be a bit different for a little while, most likely. Uh, obviously, the writer's strike is still going on, which was a big thing, and obviously you would have talked about that um, with the podcast up up and running if it was. And, and that is effectively, obviously, uh, affecting all of Hollywood, including what makes this podcast the movie news cycle. Uh, so I'm going to be pivoting away from the movie news for now, focusing more on newer movie reviews, and reviews on older movies. I mentioned on social media, uh, on the social media accounts, uh, back at the beginning of the year, that I was going to do some reviews on older movies and newer movies. And this time, uh, with obviously everything going on right now, it will give me the best option to to do that. Uh, however, my return podcast, aka this podcast, uh, will be a year in review so far. We're now more than halfway through the year, so it makes sense that I would uh, take. A look back at some of the movies that I've liked. Uh, my favorite movies of the year so far, really. Of course, I haven't gotten to watch everything yet. So I have a very small list of movies that I haven't seen yet that I most likely would have mentioned or talked about. So if you're wondering, hey, what about these movies? I haven't gotten around to them yet. Uh, so Missing, Infinity Pool, uh, Kill Book Soon, which is a movie on Netflix, Tetris and Ghosted, which are both on Apple TV+, and Polite Society, which I heard, which I just read was coming out sometime uh, probably before the end of the month. Uh, I think you're even early next month um, on Peacock, so I'll get a chance to watch that. And um, there's some A24 movies in there as well that I haven't gotten a chance to watch yet. But I know what you're wondering. You, you, you were recovering from surgery. Why haven't you watched these movies? Uh, I was catching up on TV, uh, apparently, uh, all my time. So, uh, yeah, there you go. There is that. Uh, so I'm going to run down the movies that I won't get too into, at least right now. Some of these will undoubtedly end up on the end of the year lists when uh when we get to that point uh so i have seen all these movies uh jung e megan playing knock at the cabin ant-man and the wasp quantum mania cocaine bear creed 3 65 scream 6 shazam fury of the gods operation fortune luther the fallen sun power rangers once and always the pope's exorcist evil dead rise guy Ritchie's the covenant sisu fast x renfield mafia mama the little mermaid hypnotic the boogeyman and transformers rise of the beasts uh, like I said, I'll be ta- I'll be definitely talking more about those movies in detail. 
by the end of the year. But I'm here to focus mainly on the favorite movies, my favorite movies of the year so far, which surprisingly is a small list. Uh, I won't get too into them, like spoiler-wise anyway. You know, I want to ease in a little bit to the podcast, because if you have been following the podcast long enough, been listening long enough, you know that when I take breaks, for whatever reason, I take a break or I take a week off or for whatever reason, whether it's personal life or just not time to record or anything. Any kind of time off from the podcast, I come back, that first podcast is a disaster to listen to, to to edit. Believe me, if you think it's bad listening to that, it is even worse trying to edit that podcast. So I'm trying to keep it short and sweet on this return podcast because I don't want to go I don't want to overdo it but I also don't want to you know make this impossible for you to listen impossible for me to edit uh even though I am you know pretty much good to go on the return so here you go here are the movies uh my favorite movies of the year so far these are pretty much these are not in order by the way these are just the movies uh they're pretty much in the order that I saw them in in terms of uh release dates so because that's how I usually keep track of the my movies that I'm that I watch anyway throughout the year so these are my favorite movies of the year so far. Again, um, very small list, my opinion, obviously. And uh, I won't get too into them, like spoiler heavy or anything like that. But just in case I do end up spoiling something, I just want to put the spoiler warning up here. So that way, you know, I don't get anybody like, ah, you spoiled something. It's like, no, I, I told you I might spoil something. So even then, I won't get too into spoilers because, um, you know, again, if you listen to the podcast long enough, you know that I'm not... The biggest uh, spoiler guy in the world, um, I don't usually talk about spoilers in the podcast just because you know, I want to give people a chance to watch it and enjoy it, and, and a lot of times, spoilers ruin the experience, uh, at least in my case. So, all right, let's get to the list. All right, so the first movie we're going to talk about is John Wick Chapter 4. Arguably, I know I just said that none of these movies were in order, but this is arguably my favorite movie of the year so far. It's action-packed. The action sequences in this movie is are incredible everyone's still talking about that over the top one shot near the end of the movie which was inspired by um uh, uh the video game i forgot to put the title on my list but you, you can easily find it uh but everyone's talking about that it's a nice end to the story maybe uh, maybe uh but it's the road that they want to take it makes sense and they obviously close it out uh the way they should um i i, I just liked it I liked it. I watched it twice. I watched it once in theaters. I watched it once at home. Once it was available to watch at home. Uh, I, I love it. I, I really. It's. It's. I have been a fan of the John Wick series since the very beginning. I can't wait for the Continental TV show. I can't wait for what they. What else they do in this series? I know they already kind of are developing another one. There's no details on the other one, but there's doing that. They got the spinoff of the Ballerina with Anna de Armas. Uh, leading that's I think supposed to come out next year uh, I really love this series and on the more nerdier side obviously I love the inclusion of Donnie Yen Donnie Yen's one of my favorite uh, martial arts actors out there so he's in there Marcus Roar who plays one of the main henchmen or plays the main henchman uh, and even Scott Atkins is in there in the fat suit I also really love they brought back some of the pieces from the first movie score because on top of the first movie being you know kind of what it was I really liked that score from the first movie. I have that score on my playlist, um, and it just puts me in a mood, you know, every time it pops up uh, on shuffle. But uh, I really liked they brought it back for for this one, especially you know knowing that this was you know going to be the ending uh, that they were trying to aim for. So I really liked that they brought that back, kind of you know brought it back full circle and stuff like that. So obviously they're doing more with the series. They're they're gonna do more with the series. The movie, the series is successful. It's popular. 
you know, they're doing, again, the TV show, they got the spinoff, uh, they got the other movie, you know, they got John Wick, you know, chapter five, whatever that entails is, is in development. So that, yeah, I, I cannot wait to see what else they do. I, I love the world that we're in. Um, you know, I know it's easy to make fun of Keanu Reeves and his acting and all that, but uh, I think what they were trying to do with the character, it makes sense to why he was acting like that. And yeah. And, um, and Rena, I forgot her last time. I'd put her last name. I'm kind of just going off the top of my head here as I tend to do sometimes on the podcast. But uh, Rena, I forgot her last name. She's a singer. She plays the uh, hero, uh, Hironori Sonata's uh, daughter in the movie, which, you know, Sonata being in the movie is also really cool. Uh, but she, she's fantastic. She kind of, you know, stole the show. She's a she, she support, great supporting character. Uh, if they bring her back and do something with her character, I think that'd be really cool too. So there you go. John Wick Chapter 4, one of my favorite movies of the year. Arguably my favorite movie of the year as well. My next favorite movie of the year uh, is Dungeons & Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. I said it when I saw the trailer for the first time, and we talked about it here on the podcast. I said it when I did the movie draft with three films in the podcast. Dungeons & Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves looked way better than it had any right to. And now after watching it, even after the first time, even after the movie's release, I still really liked this movie. I enjoyed the hell out of Dungeons and Dragons. You don't have to know anything about Dungeons and Dragons. In case you're still on the fence about watching it or haven't watched it yet, you don't have to know anything about it. This could just be another fantasy movie that you watch with your buddies, that you watch with your family, and you're going to watch it and you're going to enjoy it because it's, it's an easily enjoyable film. The cast is great, the action's really good, and the movie is a lot of the time very beautiful to look at. The scenery is really awesome. There's not, you know, too much CG uh, background on it. It looks like they actually filmed in a lot of, of the locations there. It doesn't try to make you feel left out if you don't play or know the rules of D&D like I do. I had so much fun watching this movie. It's on Paramount Plus. I'm sure it's on other platforms as well, but that's where you can watch it if you have a, you know, subscription to Paramount Plus. I- I'm definitely going to watch this again before the end of the year because, again, I just had so much fun with this movie, like I mentioned, the cast is great. Chris Pine's awesome. Michelle Rodriguez is awesome. Sophia Lewis is awesome. Uh, Justice Smith. I wish they had done a little bit more with his character, but um, he, he's you know he's great in here as well. Reggie Page from um, Bridgerton, who's obviously you know gone on and has been doing different things now. He's in here. He has a very small role, even though he's in, in, heavily in the promotion uh, promotional material. He has a very small role in this movie, supporting role really. And uh, but he does it. He he does it so well with the the short amount of time he has on screen. He does it so well. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun with Dungeons and Dragons. I really did. It's it's a really fun movie. Next up is Air. Uh, listen, I'm not a shoe guy. I'm not a Jordans guy. I've never owned a pair of Jordans, and I'm okay with that. Air doesn't really doesn't really try to sell you on the idea of buying Jordans. It's obviously a story about Sonny Vaccaro, who is of course played by Matt Damon. Trying to get Michael Jordan, who I like that we never see in the movie, because it's not about him. Because then it does become okay, who's playing Jordan, and you know why are why isn't Michael Jordan more in the movie? Then it becomes about that, and it's not. It's about it's about Sonny Vaccaro. It's about Matt Damon's character trying to get Jordan to come and sign with Nike. Who at the time we have to remember, Nike was not the go-to shoe company. It was Adidas. It was Converse. It wasn't Nike. And and they especially were not known for their sports shoes, especially their basketball shoes. So that was really cool. Uh, Damon's great in here. He's really great as Sonny Vaccaro. His his last final pitch at the end of the movie is just so damn good. 
and it's so inspirational and I loved uh, what they did with it they, they they were doing a speech and then they were kind of just you know showing you this flash forwards of Jordan's life and it's just it, it works so well you know that and then playing that on top of Damon's um, speech it's just it, it worked so well it was very effective and it just it, it if you weren't sold on the movie up until that point, I think that sold you on it at the very end. Uh, Jason Bateman is another person that people are uh, talking about in this movie because he's he's really good. Jason Bateman's always good. Jason Bateman is you want someone reliable. Jason Bateman is your guy, and he is reliable here in this movie, like he has been pretty much any time he he pops up. And he has a scene too uh, where he's talking about what um, what it means to him to work at Nike. And it's a scene that kind of happens near the end of the movie, right before kind of that that final pitch that he that him and Sonny make to the Jordan family. He has that he has that great scene about what it means to him, and it it it, it works. It just it just works. Like it, even if this wasn't uh, a movie about you know Sonny Falcaro trying to get Jordan to sign with Nike, I think that scene just works in itself. I think that's really that's re- that's a really great scene. And Justin and J- Jason Bateman rather uh does such a great job at that and then we have viola davis being just simply viola davis she's she's great she's great in everything it's a it's a small role she she does have some meaty scenes but a lot of those scenes are very small and this could have been i don't want to say a nothing role but obviously you know if you know a little bit about jordan's history you know you know about you know that his mother played a very important role in pretty much everything that jordan has done and um to get it, I, you know, there's a there was that story that um, Michael Jordan wouldn't give the rights, or when he was talking with Ben Affleck about the rights to the movie and making the movie, he mentioned that the only person he wanted to play his mother was Viola Davis. The fact that they got that, that was that was that was really cool. I, I think that was really cool that he, they were able to pull that off. And Viola Davis is really great. And then you know we got Chris Tucker back on the big screen. It's always great to see you know Chris Tucker that uh, there, and he does you know very well for his for his role as well. Uh, and you know, I'm not entirely a sucker for sports movies. I do like a lot of sports movies, but I'm not, you know, like jumping at the bit to go watch every sports movie that comes out. And I'm, and on top of that, and not saying that Air is not a sports movie per se. Obviously, it's you know they do talk a lot about basketball and a lot about lingo and, and certain you know players. And if you're a basketball player, especially around that time, you kind of probably you know know who a lot of those you know basketball players are i did have to go back and do a little bit of research after the movie because i was like who are these guys i've never heard of but that you know there there is that so um but i really did like air i i really had a, a great time watching it i enjoyed it and um and in there was you know a little bit something else because it wasn't necessarily about the sport it was really more about the people behind it and, and i think that's 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 really cool so i had a lot of fun watching and i think you will too currently on on prime video if you want to go uh, check that out. All right, moving on. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie. Look, I had my doubts about the movie just as much just as much as anyone. Uh, but I had my doubts from the very beginning when Nintendo announced they were partnering with Illumination Entertainment. Obviously, Illumination Entertainment, the studio behind the Despicable Me movies, The Secret Life of Pets, and Minions. And, yeah, I, I just, you know, I wasn't necessarily, you know, on... On board with that, I don't know why. It just, it just kind of, it, it felt odd and weird for for some reason for me when it was announced. But then, and for many, uh, the voice cast came out, 
And everyone was like, what are they doing? This movie's going to bomb. It's going to ruin my childhood and blah, 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 blah. You know, all the typical things that happen when, you know, casting doesn't go fans way. And then in Illumination, they dropped that first trailer. And everybody kind of shut up. <laughs> they really did for, for a little bit. And then the second trailer came out and then everyone was like, okay, all aboard the Super Mario Brothers movie hype train. And, and I felt very similar about that because it was like all the trailers came out. I was like, okay, yeah, I'm all aboard the hype train. Let's, let's, let's do this. I love the look. It made sense now that it was in front of me. And the voice cast was fine. I know everybody and their mother had an opinion about the voice cast. And I said it here on the podcast. I am not joining and I will never join on the Chris Pratt hate train. Is he the best Chris in Hollywood? That is debatable. And probably not. But I know, like many of you, the hate, not all the hates, you know, he's probably said some stuff that is worthy of you disliking him. But a lot of the hate, some of the hate for Chris Pratt comes from a decision that his character made in Infinity War. We all know what I'm talking about. Anyway, back to the movie. It was very good. It was. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I remember reading a lot of the hate for the movie because of the things that didn't make sense to them. And my thought process at the time, I can't remember specifically why people... Uh, like specific things why people I, oh, no, I remember now because everyone was saying it was too kiddish like it was made just for kids and my thought process at that time is like yes it's a movie made for kids it's a movie based on a video game it's an animated movie by the same company that brings you the minion movies and the despicable me movies who hurt you who hurt all of you that you can't have fun anymore or that you're not you think you can't have fun anymore it's yeah i, I don't know I, I like the movie chris pratt's his voice you know once you watch the movie it's it's okay it's it's fine the jack black you know obviously the, the famous thing out of the movie now is the peaches song that jack black sings and you know it, it like came out like in the top 100 or something like that when when it was released entirely look it's a kid's movie like, I don't know why people are all up in arms about a kid's movie, especially a Mario's movie based on, you know, that's based on a video game. That has been based on a video game that has been out for a very long time. Like, it just, it just does not make sense to me why people would be that upset about it. Um, so I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna move on from that. But uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I did feel like they may have crammed a little bit too much in there, but I really enjoyed what what they had you know obviously Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong was I think Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong was the weirder choice for me because we all know Seth Rogen and then obviously when Donkey Kong starts laughing all I can see is Seth Rogen so but and I'm not you know I'm I'm not a Seth Rogen Rogen hater either Uh, just saying for me the weirder casting choice was Seth Rogen as as Donkey Kong because just you know he just has a distinct uh he just has a distinct sound to him and it just doesn't feel like Donkey Kong but I really enjoyed Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, I, I am going to watch it again. I only watched it when I watched it in theaters for the first time. But I'm going to watch the movie again because I had a lot of fun with it. All right. Moving on to the next movie. Uh, one of the two movies. Yeah, last two movies we're going to talk about. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Look, I like how all of us, all Marvel fans, all fans of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, even those are the only Marvel movies you like, I liked how all of us were prepared to collectively cry together in a movie theater over a talking raccoon. I liked I loved that we were all on the same boat that if they killed Rocket, we were going to riot. And we were all ready, we were ready to cry, we were ready to riot, we were ready to feel all these emotions 
because that tra- those trailers were very emotional pack too. Now, thankfully, Rocket didn't die, <laughs> but man, we we did still feel every single emotion watching that movie. I've held back tears. I did. I am willing to admit, I held back tears multiple times watching this movie. That scene with Rocket and Lila in you know in the I don't know purgatory if you want to call it. I, I felt that you know when he says, "Can I stay?" I I, I broke. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I broke. When uh, Nebula and and Drax and Mantis find out that Rocket's alive and they hear him for the first time, yeah, I felt that. And then the ending with uh, Dog Days playing, that that you know, I think that broke everybody. I think everybody, I think everybody at that point was like, yeah, that that, that kind of broke everybody. And then you know when Peter goes to to hug his his uncle, um, that you know that that broke me too. You know, because that that's just it, it's yeah. Uh, it's it's it is it's I'm, I'm I'm getting all flustered talking about it now, but this is this was the final ride as you know has been talked about and has been you know said multiple times for the, for this team of the Guardians of the Galaxy and James Gunn just somehow stuck the landing, finishing up the trilogy in, in a great way. Was it a complete flawless ending? No, um, but you know I think for what he was able to do with this movie and what the story that he was. The story that he wanted to tell, I think he landed it. I think he, I think he did a great job with it, and I think that's that's the important part. So uh, I'm I'm not gonna like you know say like oh no like that's that he didn't he didn't land it because of you know Adam Warlock just felt dumb. It's like you guys really do you remember Adam Warlock because he was supposed to, he is supposed to be like this newborn child even in the comics when he especially when he first debuted um, just because he has this majestic regal look to him in the comics doesn't mean that he wasn't kind of you know who he was in the movie a little bit but i liked will portra's portrayal as well as adam warlock i thought that i thought it worked obviously adam warlock has a very long history in the comics so his portrayal that he is now you know in the comics to what he was introduced in this movie it it felt fine yeah i i I liked it you know a movie is supposed to make us feel stuff and guardians of the galaxy made me feel everything that hallway sequence with uh, no sleep till broken playing was just it was awesome. I had a grin on, grin on my face the whole time. So, um, kudos to them. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking. You know, I'm, I'm happy about it. So, Guardians of the Galaxy, is it up there with the Marvel trilogies? I think it is. Um, you know, that's not, not obviously saying much because there's not too many trilogies in the Marvel movies just yet. But um, it's up there. I, w- I would probably, probably put it second after Captain America because I think that Captain America movies are the the best trilogy of the Marvel has. But um, take a look at that. Well, we'll, 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 we'll maybe, well, maybe we'll, 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 uh, we'll circle back to that in a future podcast episode. All right. So then my final favorite movie of the year, you probably maybe, maybe not even know where this is going. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. What can I say that hasn't already been said about this movie? It is absolutely one of the best looking movies, if not the best looking movie animated or live action this year. And I think it is that title is going to stay. Yes, I think it's going to be more beautiful, live action, animated, whatever. It's just it's a beautiful movie to look at. I think it's going to be better looking than Dune Part Two that comes out later this year. I know I, that those probably fighting words for some people, some of you guys listening out there. But I think I think it is. I think it is. I think it is one of the best, if not the best looking, movie of the year. The dedication, the animators, that the producers, the directors, to even do half of what they did with across. The Spider-Verse is astounding to me. 
If this movie does not win every single animation award that comes out uh, next year, it is going to be uh, a sham and it is going to be just disrespectful. I love how it's constantly changing uh, how the char- how the mood, like Gwen Stacy's world is, uh, supposedly was inspired by a mood ring, so her mood affects the the animation in that world. Um, I love the the Venice vulture that, at the beginning of the movie, the uh, Hobie obviously being uh, one of the big spider punk, uh, being one of the big you know uh, big things because his his animation is constantly changing every time he talks or anytime he walks. It's just it's it just it's it's so good. It really is. It's so good. Like the the just what they were able to accomplish with animation is just so jarring, but so jarring in the best way possible. And I I loved it. I loved what they were able to do with that. Um, so yeah, I, and I also love how meta the movie is because we're talking about canon events and uh, making the Spider Society. And even Miguel O'Hara, who is pretty much wrong for what he... I think he's, I think Miguel O'Hara is kind of a hypocrite. If you really, like, go back and watch it and then, you know, see what he's saying and see what he's doing, I think he's kind of a hypocrite. Anyway, um, but kind of making them kind of basically comic book fans and community in the most respectful way, respectful way possible, uh, making, you know how characters are supposed to act and who characters are really are and stuff like that. And I think even one of the directors or I think one of the producers, there's a video of them uh, talking about that. Cause obviously Miguel O'Hara's, you know, his whole thing is like miles was never supposed to be Spider-Man. He doesn't belong. He's an anomaly. And miles is like, no, I'm one of you. I have proved that I am one of you guys. So I thought that was really great. And I liked how they also made Gwen, essentially also kind of the main character the movie start the was it like 30 minutes of the the first 30 minutes of the movie is all Gwen I thought that was great and she's not just a supporting character and the ending uh, the ending I know everybody's like what the hell was going on why did it just end there and I feel like that's a thing a lot this year I, I I don't know why it is I think maybe because you know these movies were being filmed during COVID or during the COVID era or just, I don't know what it is. I think people are just like, oh, we're going back into theaters. We need people to keep coming to theaters. The splitting of these movies and making part ones and part twos. Now, granted, when this movie was first announced, it was announced as part one. And then, like, months later, they changed it to it just being across Spider-Verse. And then part three is going to be called Beyond the Spider-Verse. So there is that. But, you know, Fast X is like that because Fast X is essentially a part one of the story because it ends on that cliffhanger uh, uh, that it does. And now we got uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning part one coming out. But that, you know, they were very up, they were very um, forward and upfront about that. Like, no, this is part one to the story. Part two is coming out, you know, later. So I don't know what it is about, you know, movies, especially now the, the I don't want to call it post-COVID era because there's still COVID out there. But I don't know what it is now that they're like, no, no, like, this is just part one of a story. We're maybe not going to tell you it's part one of a story because we want you to come back. Like, I think if you do that enough, I think fans are going to be pissed off. So you just got to be wary of that. But I think for us fans who, you know, follow the movie news and stuff like that, we knew this was part one of a story. But even then, 
the ending of the movie is like, oh yeah, it's like I can't wait to see you know part two, but it's like I really want to see the ending of this story right now because of everything you've given me so far in this movie. But there you go. I still loved it though. I, I still really enjoyed and loved Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. It is definitely going to be uh, one of my top movies at the end of the year. One of my favorite movies throughout the year, unless something crazy happens in the rest of the year and just knocks it off. But I highly doubt that's going to be the case. All right, so that was the first half of the year, basically. But what's coming up, obviously? You know, I don't want to leave you guys hanging on that. I don't want to make a part two to this, to this podcast, even though I just said that. The rest of June, we have Wes Anderson's newest film, Asteroid City. And, of course, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. July, we have Insidious the Red Door. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which I just talked about. Uh, the Haunted Mansion, Disney's new um, version of the Haunted Mansion movie. And, of course, the um, head-to-head weekend of Barbie and Oppenheimer. And then that's all in July. August, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, The Mech 2, The Trench, Gran Turismo, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, uh, and Blue Beetle, which of course is the new DC. The other new DC movie, September, Equalizer 3, uh, Nun 2, The Haunting in Venice, which is the new, um, the, the third movie of the Hercule Perot movies, like The Murder in the Orient Express and stuff, and um, Death on the Nile. This is the third movie. This is the, the spooky version, obviously, the horror version of Agatha Christie's, I think her only kind of horror-esque story. So they're, they're uh, interesting that they would go the third route with that, but that's pretty cool. And then, of course, Expendables 4, which just released their trailer uh, coming out in September. October, Craven the Hunter, uh, Exorcist Believer, which is the new Exorcist series coming out, or the new potential trilogy of Exorcist movies coming out. So there's that. The new Martin Scorsese movie, Killers of the Flower Moon, comes out in October. The long-anticipated Five Nights of Freddy finally comes out. And then uh, the newest Saw movie is supposed, supposed to come out in October as well. November, Dune Part 2, like I mentioned earlier. The Marvels, Taika Waititi's newest film, Next Goal Wins. The Hunger Games prequel, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Disney's newest animation film, Wish. And Ridley Scott's uh, next epic, Napoleon, starring Joaquin Phoenix. December. You have Wonka, the uh, prequel to Charlie or the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, uh, starring Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka himself. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which was supposed to come out last year, and they kept pushing it back, and it was supposed to come out earlier this year. And then they're like, "No, we're just going to release it, you know, a whole year uh, later than we were supposed to." So there you got that. You have the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel coming out in December, and then of course you have the new adaptation of The Color Purple coming out. In December, the rest of the year looks stacked, guys. And these are just the movies coming out in theaters. I didn't even talk about the movies that are coming out streaming. We still have a really great rest of the year, a really great list of uh, movies. And this is just, you know, some of the big movies. There's obviously a lot of other movies coming out that I just didn't, you know, I just kind of took some of the bigger titles that people will probably recognize and, and put those out there. So, but there's a lot of other stuff coming out that I can't wait for. And we will obviously talk about here on the podcast as well. So, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. So, uh, let me know what you guys thought. You know, what are your some of your favorite movies of the year? Um, you guys can let me know. What if you listen to this on YouTube? You can let me know in the comments. Maybe even give a little reason why, uh, or if you want to go to the social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I always check those. I'm constantly checking those, especially now. It's for uh, so to hear back from you guys because I want to hear from you guys. What are some of your favorite movies of the year so far? Uh, this is my list. Obviously, it could be different from yours. So thank you guys so much for listening to this return podcast. Hopefully it wasn't too brutal. Hopefully it won't be too brutal editing. Because that's, I mean, you guys won't, you guys don't have to hear the, the atrocity of me trying to edit and, and everything. You just listen to the final product. But it didn't feel too bad. Honestly, I, I think I'm, I, I think I've gone past that groove. 
But, uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, no matter where you listen to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, all those good places. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Go follow the social media accounts. Uh, I will be coming back. I will be doing reviews. Again, I'm going to try to figure out what's going to go on because it's really, again, the movie news just isn't really there. And the trailer's just there, but the movies are coming out. I don't know. Well, I'll figure it out. In the meantime, we'll be doing a lot of reviews and stuff like that. So keep an eye on those. The release schedules may be a little different because of that, but uh, I'll probably try to still keep a Friday download just because, you know, it's Friday. Uh, yeah, I'll keep you guys updated on timeline schedules and stuff like that uh, on social medias. Give you another reason to follow me on social media. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. Uh, and uh, I will see you guys on the next go around. In the meantime, be good people, be safe, and as always, go watch some movies. Whoop whoop! Yeah! Give it up! Movies!